Welcome to the Evolve and Elevate podcast. My name's Samantha, and I'm here to help you ladies stop repeating the same behaviors and learn how to build the habits you need to finally lose the weight for good and uncover your badass self. If you feel stuck and overwhelmed with all the information out there, I'm gonna be dropping five specific episodes a week to help you gain the clarity you need in order to rebuild that confidence, get strong, and heal your relationship with food so you can finally build the body of your dreams. Now let's get started. Ladies, what's going on? I hope you're having the best day ever. Welcome back to another episode of the Evolve and Elevate podcast. So today, guys, we're talking about tracking. We're talking about summer. We're talking about all the things that you need in order to be successful for the next few months and the mindset that you need coming into the summer because this is going to be part of my beginner series where I'm going to be teaching you guys all the ins and outs, how to track to lose weight, how to do all the things. We're going right back to basics. And the reason being is, is that whether you're a part of our community, whether you are you know, just getting started, whether you've been doing this for a while, sometimes you just need a reminder about like, what to do. You know, sometimes we forget things. Sometimes we miss steps. And sometimes there's things that you need to know at certain times throughout your journey. So like maybe you started and for the first little bit, you were like on a meal plan and now you are trying to track macros. So I wanted to take it all the way back to the beginning and we're going to go over the main things that you guys need to do in order to see progress. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about how to track to lose weight. We're going to be talking about how to set yourself up for success and uh, going from there. So right now, ladies, with the summer, the biggest thing that you need to understand going into it is that as much as you want to lose a certain amount of weight, maybe by the summer, or you want a specific goal for during the summer, there's going to be things that come up that knock you off track. And that's at any point during your journey. Okay. And so it's very important to understand that we want to be flexible with the approach, but we want to be like stringent in the goal. So for example, if you want to lose 15 pounds, or if you want to build a certain amount of muscle, that's awesome. But we also have to be flexible in the approach because you might find that on the weekends, you end up going to barbecues more often. So if you've told yourself that you can only have chicken, but they have burgers, you then have a roadblock, right? Whereas if you go, hey, you know, my goal is to eat more protein and to hit my calories. If there is a burger there, it doesn't really matter because you can eat the burger and still see fat loss progress. Does that make sense? If you guys are watching on the live stream, drop some fire down below, okay? And the reason being is that the more flexible that you are in your approach, the easier it's going to be to sustain your progress and also keep it off afterwards. Yes, everyone, everyone in the entire world wants to lose like five pounds in two weeks. I freaking get it, guys. I do, okay? I do as well. I'm, I'm, I'm not a neck to that. Like I want to do that as well. However, I know that if I do that and if I go about it that way, I'm not going to see the progress I want forever. I'm only going to see it for some portion of time. So today what we're going to do is we're going to talk primarily about tracking, how to track, um, what kind of things to consider. I'm going to give you guys some cheat sheets in terms of like, you know, how to track chicken, how to do all these kind of things, because I want to make sure that you're um, on the right track and you're actually tracking properly because a lot of ladies um, are not tracking properly and they're like, what the hell do I do? I feel like I'm guesstimating. And the first thing that you need to understand when it comes to tracking is that it is totally understandable and totally normal to feel like you are guesstimating. Okay. That's the first thing. 
because you are like, even when you look, let's just start here. Okay. When you look at the package, like the food label package, they're guesstimating. So now we're guesstimating on a guesstimate. This is why it gets pretty messed up. And then you add takeout, which like you have some kid at McDonald's, you know, putting your ketchup on your burger, like, okay, right? It's not like they're caring about how many calories. They're just like, whatever. Like, I just want to go home at four, right? And so you need to understand that there's always going to be variables. And so when I have my perfectionist ladies out there, my type A's that are like, it has to be perfect. I get that, but you're already working with the flawed system. You're already working with the flawed system, okay? So even if we get 70 to 80% of like what we're like looking for, we're gonna see results. Now, do I mean like if you go over by 300 calories? Oh yeah, it doesn't really matter. No, okay, that does matter because again, we're already working with a flawed system, but you're normally better off basically like over tracking than under tracking. So my first like rule or tip is that I always over track because I would rather be higher than lower. Okay. So if you guys don't know, you're better off guessing higher than lower. Okay. That's normally the first kind of thing that I would say. Okay. The second thing that I would say in terms of like tracking and what that looks like or different like, you know, rules of thumb is that if you eat similar things, which most of us do, like I get this a lot. You're like, I want to eat things that are different. I want to like, whatever, change it up but you don't, right? Like most of us eat about 19 different meals a month. Okay. It's about, it's that simple. It's about 19 different meals. That's how many meals we on average eat per month differently. Even when you go to your favorite takeout places, you tend to eat the same thing. I know there's those wild cars that like every time you go somewhere, you eat something different. I love that for you. Then you're the, you're the anomaly. Most people have their routine. Most people have relatively the same things that they consume and they rotate them throughout the month or throughout the year. Okay. That's pretty much what happened. So before you go like, Oh my God, there's like so much to do. You're eating the same snacks, you're eating the same um, foods, you have the same routine, you have habits that you don't even know about, whether they're good or bad, you have habits, use them to your advantage, okay, instead of like judging yourself for them, use them to your advantage, okay. Third thing is, is that, so when we're tracking things, guys, calories count from veggies, fruits, sauces, meats, dairy, anything really okay unless it says zero calories on the back this is something that you need to be mindful of okay um if you're tracking things like i don't normally track things that are green i know like you should but i don't to be honest because like lettuce has 10 calories green peppers i don't like you can track i actually i track peppers but i don't track uh lettuce um or like iceberg lettuce it's basically water um cucumbers you can track it's like 10 calories um if you find like you're stuck i would track everything but day to day, I don't track that kind of stuff. You don't have to track spices, okay? You don't have to track spices if you want to go for it. Um, you don't have to track some supplements, but most you do. So like protein powder has to be tracked. BCAAs, again, still have calories. If you're only doing like one scoop, I wouldn't worry about it. Fish oils, I would track because they're like literally just like a fat pill, right? Like it's like, it's just oil guys. So track that pre-workout. I don't track to be honest. I just don't, it doesn't really matter. That kind of stuff doesn't matter, but anything like if you're adding like uh, low calorie sweeteners to your drinks, things like that, I would definitely track it. Okay. So those are just kind of like some of those like random things that you're like, do I track this? No, don't worry about that. It's fine. Okay. Um, you can track your water if you want to track your water, but you don't have to. Um, and also you can eat like fruit, things like that, that have water in it. And that's super helpful to get your water in as well. Okay. Um, if you guys have tracking questions also drop them down below because I'm going to literally cover everything today. So the really cool thing about my fitness pal, um, or if you're using our app, you can actually like on our app, you can actually just take pictures of your food and it does it all for you. It's fantastic. I love it. Don't have to think about it. However, 
as much as that is a beautiful thing, I really do advise you to like to try to track at least once in your life. And the reason being is it just makes the rest of your life so much easier. So when you're first starting, if you're like, yeah, but like, I don't have time and whatever, I understand that I'm busy too, guys, I really am right. But the thing is, is that like, it's one of those things where you might spend four to six weeks, like really track, like focusing on tracking, you might find that like, it is a little bit daunting, you find that it's a little bit overwhelming. But like, if you're working with someone, or if like your goal is to get good at it, within four to six weeks, you'll have a pretty good idea of like how much things are, you'll be able to start like looking at like on a plate and being able to figure out how much things are like to give you guys an idea. So before I did this, I've actually been doing this for the last four weeks, especially because I haven't been feeling that well. I've been intuitive eating for the last four weeks. So like just portioning things out, eating the way that I normally eat, you guys have seen my food on the stories. And I've maintained my weight the entire time, right? And the goal wasn't to lose weight, the goal wasn't to gain weight. I just wanted to maintain and now I'm starting to track again. And I'm like maintaining it like 1800 calories, which I don't think I've done in a very long time. And so it was really happy about that. But again, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I hadn't spent, you know, a few weeks minimum tracking, like I've spent years tracking. So I find it very, very easy to now track food and guesstimate things. But I don't have to track anymore if I really don't want to to maintain my weight truthfully, okay, I still hit my protein, I still hit my fats, I still hit my carbs, I think a really big misconception is that people skip to intuitive eating before tracking. And you can't really do that because you don't know what's in food. And also you're like, I'm going to trust my gut, but your gut is a mess, you're super stressed out, you don't have any good habits in place. And so like you end up just like under eating and then overeating drastically and your weight starts fluctuating, you don't really see any progress, it gets very, very messy. So track then intuitive eating, there are steps to this. It's not just like one or the other. And if you're someone with an eating disorder, who's like, I can't track, well, then come talk to me. And I will give you some other feedback because today's about tracking. So when we look at food and tracking food, let's get into like the logistics of like tracking food. Okay. So normally, when you go on my fitness pal, you're going to notice that it says like recent, you're going to notice that it says like, you know, different foods that you've already eaten. The thing is, is that if you start messing up your tracking from the beginning, it's harder because then you're like, Oh, shit, my whole like measurement is skewed. Um, but as long as you're using the same type of measurement over and over again, it normally is pretty okay, because you're going to have the the same measurements every single time. Okay, so for example, when you're looking at things, you can either do it in grams, honestly, like using a scale and like weighing out your food is always going to be most accurate. The thing that I find is very it's very time consuming when you do that. So normally I just use cups. I find cups to be very good for visual. Um, but I do normally like I will have a scale to weigh out one cup. So I know roughly what one cup equals. Normally it's about 100 grams or just over. But I will do that for the first time that I do cups because I want to see how much is actually in that cup. And then once I have that measurement, I will use that going forward. Okay, so for example, if you have chicken, I'll just put chicken in a cup, I'll measure out the cup full of chicken of like 100 grams or like whatever, or ounces, four or five ounces, I find that's easier. It's funny, this is where I'm going to lose everybody. And then I just have that in my fitness pal, and I use that forever. And then I just scoop out one cup. Is it 100% accurate? No, right? But is any of this 100% accurate? No but it's something closer to get you to that goal. Okay, so that's something that I normally do. Um, if you guys are looking at like different types of uh, protein, so like uh, tilapia, halibut, basa, like different fish is normally around 130 grams per 100 grams cooked. If you're looking at like quinoa, it's normally like 120 calories for 100 grams cooked. Steak is about 163 calories for 100 grams cooked, because cooked and uncooked are different measurements. So just make sure that you like basically just pick you're either like measuring when it's cooked or you're measuring when it's not cooked. That's it. That's all you have to decide. And then after that, everything goes like goes from there. 
Yeah. And normally with protein also, like every gram is around four calories. So you can do the math on that if you'd like, but I'd rather just use my fitness pal in terms of like sweet potato. It's around 130 grams for or 130 calories for hundred grams cooked uh, shrimps, hundred grams for uh, 92 calories. White rice is 136 calories for about hundred grams cooked. And I'm giving you guys these kind of like mathematical equations, because then when you go to track, if you're like, Oh shit, I can't remember which one it is. I'd rather you just have a resource to look at. Um, sweet potatoes around 130 grams uh, or 130 calories for 100 grams cooked. Um, normally, a can of beer, a shot, a, an alcoholic drink is about 100 cal or 100 calories for like you know five ounces. Um, but for beer, if it's light beer, it's normally like 12. Um, you can get for like the same amount. Um, and I try and do it in around 100 gram increments because it's easier. But again, as you start like measuring things out, you're going to notice it's a lot easier to do it. But I just find those ones are, are kind of overwhelming for people. They don't understand with uh, protein, like what it actually looks like. So yeah, so I can go over some other things. I'm going to drop a cheap, a cheat sheet as well to go over like how to actually track things. But that'll give you like an idea. So basically like 130 gram or 130 calories or so per 100 grams for most lean proteins. Um, and then if you have like a fattier piece of meat, like turkey can be higher, a lot of them are lower, but there can be higher chicken thighs you know, medium to lean to, to full fat ground beef, things like that are going to be higher. Um, and so that's like, you know, those are things that we eat relatively consistently. So that's why I wanted to start with those things. I know this isn't exactly the most interesting topic, but it is something that's very like, I feel like people are very confused with this. The other thing is, is like, so for like takeout. So when we talk about takeout, um, if there's anywhere that you are overwhelmed with and you're watching on the live stream, drop it down below and I'll give you the, the gist for that. Um, takeout is very easy because most people and most places have the takeout menu online that you can just go to. When you're looking at takeout and it doesn't have the instruct it doesn't have the calories there uh normally i just i type in each thing individually um so i'll do like a hamburger patty i will do like hamburger bun then i'll do like cheese bacon for example that kind of thing or if it's like very similar like for example if it is very similar to like a wendy's burger i will just type in like a wendy's burger because like Wendy's and McDonald's tend to be higher on the higher end for calories for like burgers. So you know, like a Wendy's bacon cheeseburger is probably going to be like, I don't know, 800 900 calories. And so like, it's probably a safe bet, my my burger might have only been four or 500 if it was like homemade. But sometimes I'll just put like a little bit heavier if there's like more sauces and things like that. <clears throat> right. So it's a little bit easier for you to track because it, it might be a little bit over, but then that keeps you from overeating later too, which helps in terms of chocolate chips, just don't eat it out of the bag, put it in a bowl, right? Like don't set yourself up for failure. If you have the whole bag and you're sitting in front of the TV, you're probably going to eat the whole bag, right? Just put it in a bowl and eat a little bit of chips. Every, when you really look at it. Um, so right now you have a tunnel focus for what foods can I eat? What foods can I not eat? You really want to have an umbrella where it's like, I can eat all of these foods and I'm just looking at the portions, right? So realistically, you can have whatever you want. It's just a matter of like some foods you're going to be able to have more than other foods for a certain amount of calories. But there's a little bit of a rat race, I find, where it's like a lot of women will like you'll pick the lower calorie option, but it's also the least nutrient dense option. So then you're more hungry and then you end up overeating anyways, right? Like if you go have a hundred calorie, whatever chocolate thin bar, but you only have had 400 calories today, you're still going to want like three of them. Whereas if you just had the regular chocolate bar, you would have been two to 300 calories up. You actually would have been closer to hitting your, your overall calorie goal and you'd probably feel way more satisfied, right? Or you can substitute it with like a protein bar and that would be like two to 300 calories and 
20 grams of protein, which would then help you hit your protein goal. Right. So like, I don't even really eat chocolate bars anymore. I'll just eat like uh, those grenade bars because they're delicious. And they're like 20, 25 grams of protein per thing. So it really just depends. But you start making better choices when you start looking at like things from a health perspective. I find that it goes from eating super healthy and then binge eating on the weekend or binge eating at night, binge drinking, whatever, to then you start eating more in moderation all the time. Like you're like half your day is kind of like healthier foods. Half your day is kind of like not so great foods. Then you realize that that kind of like upsets your stomach a bit. You're like, I kind of want to start eating healthier, but you make that decision yourself. You're also like, I want to see better progress. And so stage three, you tend to like start making healthier decisions that make your body feel good. And you start realizing that certain foods don't make you feel good. Certain foods make you feel good. You like being hydrated. You don't really like drinking as much. There's like all these things that happen, right? And then stage four is basically you end up just kind of just like eating however you like, but your habits are just like in in place. So what I mean by that is like, instead of eating a chocolate bar, like we would have in phase one, because we haven't had chocolate bars in a while, we then realize we're like, you know what, like I can eat a chocolate bar, I enjoy chocolate bars, I don't want one right now, I'd rather just like a protein bar, right. And so you just end up by default making better decisions. And that's really where things sustain that normally takes about three to six months. So one to two months to really like, start figuring out that like what you're eating, isn't necessarily the problem, it's how much and then figuring that out as well as making sure your exercise intensity is at the right spot. Then you get into okay, now we're eating more consistently, but like half the day is kind of great half the day is kind of like our snacks are kind of funny or like one of our meals are kind of funny, but you're living life a little bit more. And you're not so stressed and you're seeing fat loss progress. Then again, you move into the phase of like, okay, like this and this and this isn't really making me feel good. So now we've got to work on like getting those out and focusing on nutrient dense options. And again, you're building habits and healthy habits the entire time. But then phase four is kind of like you're able to take it and sustain and you just make better decisions. Like at the event guys on the weekend, it was crazy how many ladies were like going up to each other and like just talking about protein options. They were talking about the fastest way that they can get their protein in the best way that they get their protein in different ways for them to get their calories in um, how they started eating more, you know, when they were having a hard time with food, what they did. And like, it's really cool. Because once you're in these communities, it's really easy for you to like get other ideas, because people are all on the same page. When you're on the internet, there's a million different things, and million different directions that you're constantly getting pulled and pushed from. But when you have a centralized community where you know everyone has the same goal, everyone in our community is trying to heal their relationship with food. They're trying to lose weight, build muscle, get strong, and make sure that they have healthy habits that they can also pass down to their kids or just for themselves and those around them and helping other people do the same, right? It's learn and learn, grow, empower, achieve. We learn together, right? And they're also focused on learning and education. We grow together in terms of like, obviously glutes, but also in terms of like people, empowerment, things like that. Um, in power, we're always wanting other people to do the same and then achieving, right, which is basically like we're results driven, we want to make sure that we hit that result, and that we like push ourselves to the limit. Like that's, that's the whole thing. And so when you get in a community where everybody has the same values, it's very, very easy for you to like ask tracking questions, it's easy for you to get advice on protein on carbs, how do you get your carbs and fats to balance out? By the way, let's cover that for the last thing that I'm going to cover. Let's freaking cover that. If you guys stayed around to the like the 19 minute mark, you'll get the gold. Okay, um, your protein, your calories, first two things you're going to look at hitting your calories, making sure you hit your protein intake, which should be set at over 100 grams if you are an adult woman. Okay, so over 100 grams, and then the older that you get, you do want to put that up by about five to 10 grams or so. Um, I normally say start with 100. Most of you ladies should be eating like 130 grams plus, but most of you ladies are eating like 60 grams. So let's just get you to 100. So once we get to 100, 130 ish, we also want to focus on our calories. 
your carbs and fats can be interchangeable. So yes, a certain amount of fats are required if you like just in general for hormone, basically like hormone regulation, production, all these kind of things. So fats are very important, but carbs are also great for sources of energy. Um, and the, the three of them together, the protein, fats, and carbs are going to keep you full. Um, those are what macros are. So if you're like, what the hell is a macro? Macros are your protein, carbs, and fats, okay? Calories are great, but protein, carbs, and fats are going to really dictate the way that you look and the way that you feel. Because if you just eat carbs and fats all day and you hit your calories, you're going to feel like shit. Not really going to look that well, like look that good, to be honest. Your digestion is going to be all over. You're just like not really going to hit your health or physique goals. You need protein. Protein is very important. It's not really like, I feel like online is like a little bit on crack with protein lately, but it's not like, you know, the end all be all, but it is important. And so when you're looking at these things, protein and your calories are gonna be the first thing that you want. So if you want to lose weight, hit your protein and make sure you're within calories. This is going to make sure that you're hitting the amount of calories that you need, but also your protein with your resistance training is going to make sure that you maintain your muscle mass. This is important because a lot of you ladies want to be toned, right, which is more muscle, less fat mass. So as we're trying to lose fat, our bodies are very good at trying to break down muscle mass. And so what you want to do is make sure that we're preserving it. We do that through high protein intake and making sure that we're actually pushing our lifting sessions and lifting with proper form. That's why it's important when you want to lose weight. Okay. So that when you lose weight, you're not looking like that skinny fat, you have like muscle definition, and you have fat mass that has been gone. Otherwise, if you're using like 10 pound weights, and like, which is fine, if that's like challenging for you, but if it's not right, so 10 pound weights, and you're using like, and I don't mean like for one exercise, like if you're doing 10 pound weights on a shoulder press, or like your shoulders are very small muscles or bicep curls. But if you're doing like a full body squat with a 10 pound weight, and you're under like 200 pounds, it's probably time to lift your weights more. If you're over 200 pounds, you're also doing a body weight squat with 200 pounds. So like, you know what I'm saying? It definitely is quite a bit. But you want to make sure either like regardless of like how much weight you're lifting that you're actually pushing yourself. So pushing your intensity, pushing your lifts, making sure that you're actually getting that adaptation, and then recovering with your protein and calorie intake, okay, your carbs and fats, yes, they matter, but they can be interchangeable. So if like on Saturday, you have more carbs, less fat, not a big deal. If you have more fats, less carbs, not a big deal as long as your calories and protein are hit, you're golden. Okay. And even like for fat loss, some of the weekends when you're first starting, because you guys don't even have a routine, let alone tracking, let alone like making better decisions, whatever on the weekend, you might find that like you don't really either eat that much, or you tend to eat like more, or you tend to like just have like fluctuations or random things that you tend to consume. And so understanding that like, it's okay if your protein for one of the days is a little bit low, your carbs and fats are a little bit higher on one of the days. Like that's okay as again, as long as you're within calories. So if you have 1700 calories and on the weekend you decide to go to a barbecue, then go onto a boat and then go out for dinner. Cool. Just make sure that you're like making choices within your calories. It's not really a big deal. If you start noticing that there's like four or five days out of the week where your protein's low, carbs and fats are high, your intensity is low in your workouts. Yes, that does matter. But like one day, where your protein might be a little bit lower and carbs and fats are a little bit all over, not a big deal. Like if you're trying to be a bodybuilder and like compete in a show, yes, it matters. But like for the day-to-day -day person guys, who's just trying to like lose weight, feel good in their clothes, feel good in their skin, all this kind of stuff, like that's okay if that happens. And eventually over time, you're going to notice that that happens less and less, but just don't beat yourself up if that happens like right off the bat. Okay. So I hope this was helpful. Again, beginner series part one, how to track to lose weight. So that's what we're starting with. So just wanted to go over how to actually track your food, give you some suggestions. I will be putting out like a little cheat sheet for tracking. And if you guys have any questions, please let me know. Um, you can find our podcast on Apple 
podcast or on Spotify under the Evolve and Elevate podcast. Make sure that you tag us in your stories and uh, tag Samantha Mills Fit. Can't wait to see what your takeaways are. And I hope you have the best freaking day. Thank you so much for listening. If you found value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you would screenshot and tag Samantha Mills Fitness on Instagram or leave us a review down below. If you'd like to go further in your weight loss journey with us, head over to my Instagram bio and fill out an application to get started. We'll see you in the next episode and I hope you have the best freaking day ever.